you know, it takes that time of just like, yeah, I'm paying my dues. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have not, I don't sleep. And if I do sleep, then I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? But like, even when I, even I was sleeping, I was dreaming about the business. And when I woke up, I was out of breath because I was holding my breath. It's not that I don't want to work a nine to five. It's just I'm not good at it. Hi, my name is Mrs. Melanin. And I'm Belief Mel. And we're here with episode 113. Dang it. I wanted to be so prepared. Pretty sure it's 13. 13. Yep. Of How, How Married, Married Are, Are you? you? All right. My name Belief, this is Yvette, and we've been married 10 years. Live in California, got four, four kids. kids. Relationships are scary, and it's very necessary that we share all of our struggles and we ask how, how married are. Every Tuesday and Thursday, shoddy. If you're listening, you're any wedding party. It's okay if you wanna put your hands up. We got the questions, you got the answer. That's not it. <laughs> I got the questions. But we don't even really got the we answers. We don't have the answers. <laughs> <laughs> Why y'all be One, sending your two, questions for and It's chocolate, baby. Story time. It's chocolate, baby. Story <laughs> time. <laughs> Alrighty then. Let's just jump right. Oh my goodness. Who is Speaking it? of the chocolate. Who is babies. it? What? What do you want? No, you can't have ketchup. Just get it out the refrigerator. No. What? Why? He doesn't need ketchup. He doesn't need to interrupt us. Does he know we're recording? He knows we're recording. Come on now. Okay. No ketchup. In the comment section below, let us know what you would have done. I don't want to hear that, their opinion. <laughs> they have to, you got to understand what happened this morning. Okay. Chocolate baby story time. Perfect. Okay, here we go. This morning. Okay, tell me. When you, first of all. Here we go. What did I do? First of all, Yvette. Yvette thinks, I don't know what she thinks, guys. She thinks that she's raising 18-year-old boys in the <laughs> dorm room. So she gets their room and she's decorating their room how she would decorate her room. Not now, I don't know what her college dorm looked like, but I saw the aftermath of what tried to come into our house after we got married. You had some trash in your, um, your college dorm room. The boys' room looks better, I imagine, than your college dorm room. Am I correct? I've matured. Okay, since you've then. matured. Now, they have not matured. She's got them all types of little trinkets and things, and it looks so cute in there, guys. It's amazing. But our boys are destructive. She once got them pillow poofs. I got for them chairs. like poof pillows so that they could sit in them instead of like a traditional chair. I felt like it would be more comfortable. And, and what, what happened? It, you guys it, remember? It was jointly your idea, too. You said. What did you say? You I said, I don't care. No, you were like, you should get them like, you know, those cool little. No, I did not. I don't even like those things. Don't lie. So I'm not lying. I may be misinterpreting what you said, but that's it. Our communication sucks. <laughs> Guys, first of all, the children have the, the reason why I'm telling this story. We the, usually have child care yeah. on Sundays when we record the podcast today. Listen, the reason why I'm telling you this story is because and Yvette got them like these cute little things in their room. 
one of the things was like this peace sign that lights up. It just was. It's a cool Dude, little. Come thing. on, that seems cool for a boy's room. Come on now. It is very cool. Here it is. Oh shoot. <laughs> Go ahead and put it in the. All office. right. So if you guys aren't watching on YouTube, you might want to look at it. Okay. Pull it up on YouTube. We uh, should turn off the lights and show them how it works. Come no, on. no, you can see it. No, 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 like. no, no, no. Okay, guys, this oh, is what it looks like. Oh, look at how cool that looks. Super be. cool. For like a nightlight, I figured, oh, you can leave it on at nighttime and turn it off in the morning. Yeah. So early in the morning, mind you, it's daylight saving. So it's 630. It's actually 730. Okay, but it's 630 in reality. Okay. And Uriah just opens our door while you're in the shower. He doesn't knock. He just, oh, where's mom? With Uzi I'm like, what? Uzi's sleeping in the room and he just bursts into our room. And I'm like, first of all, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, I just said, get out. That was it. So but you leaves. did, you missed when he came in with the peace sign. What time was it then? I don't even know. It was still dark. It was still dark outside <laughs> because she leaves these things in their room. I guess they were fighting over this and the batteries popped out. I didn't even know what he was telling me. I just knew he had it in his hand. I was like, oh Lord, you just proved your dad right. That was literally my first thought is you just proved Glenn right. And the thing is, it's like, I was like, how long is this going to last? How long do you think he this room that. is going to last? He walked into their room when this I was yesterday. decorating. And he's like, how long do you think this is going to last? I, I just looked at it. I said, I'm just so. defeated me. I just, I, and I did not defeat you. I just said, I, I wish you knew better. <laughs> I just was like, I wish you wouldn't try so hard because you're going to get them. disappointed. I believe in them. You shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't. We They had leather recri recliners in their room. Pleather recliners. <laughs> pleather. They, they just peeled off all the. It wasn't they. It was Raya. Raya's but that's the thing one. it's like so we got to give him a closet and just put him in the closet just joking listen guys i don't appreciate being interrupted during any time right especially sleeping time and in work time now i always make time for them doing like if i'm editing a video or something like that but that right there i need more ketchup bro if you don't know that you can go in the fridge and get your own ketchup don't don't come in here and bother me for ketchup just be just eat it eat a dry fry you are not going to hurt. Dip it in your water. You have to understand. We grew up different. These children are spoiled. And Uzi's the worst. And that's my fault. Go ahead. Sorry. You got to talk baby story time. Or was that it? Okay. I do have one. Okay. For the first time ever, Anaya. So, yes. Last night, Anaya. So, Anaya has been walking around. I, like, braided up the back of her hair and put her hair in two little poof balls. But last night, she was like, Mom, can you take my hair out? And I was like, yeah, I'll take it out. And so I like took it out or whatever. And then this morning she woke up and she always asked. She's like the only one, her and maybe Theo like to get dressed in the morning. But she was like, mom, can you help me get dressed? And I was like, okay, I will. So I helped her get dressed. We went in the bathroom to like wash her face off. And she saw herself in the mirror and she goes, my hair. It was like the first time I've seen, and her hair has looked, you know, what we call a quote unquote mess before but this was the first time i saw her say something like my hair doesn't look good like mom what are you gonna do about this situation and it was like oh shoot she knows mm, yeah. which is like good but at the same time it was kind of like ah yeah she's she's turning into like she's getting that discernment yeah of knowing which is okay i guess right it's good yeah i mean of course Ryan does the same thing. I want my hair like this over to the side. He won't come downstairs if his hair not a certain if way. If he doesn't have it the way he likes. But his hair usually looks fine. Yeah. All right. Today is Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. No, today is Tuesday wedding party. And 
wedding party. Grooms. Some people ain't subscribed, so they're not really part of the wedding party. They just know. Yeah, if you are watching this and you're not subscribed, how dare you? What the heck, bro? Our views are starting to not align with our subscribers. Yeah, we're starting to get more viewers than we are. Subscribers. Unless some of y'all are just watching this multiple times. Which I can't imagine. They start, they start watching it like, hey, I'm going to tell Terrence to watch this. Come on, Terrence, let's sit down. <laughs> and then they go and, and they watch it with you. their girlfriends. Let us know in the comments below, who are you watching this with? Are you watching it by yourself? Are you watching it with your loved one? Are you watching it with your single friends? Who are you watching this with? I really do want to know. I'm curious. All right. And I need to go read the comment section. I've been busy, y'all. Um, oh, yeah. let's, let's get into this. So yeah. today's Tuesday. You usually give the spiel. All right, so today's Tuesday. That means that it's Ask How Married Are You? And so you ask us questions that you may have a dilemma or whatever. And if you guys know, we have our fair share of our own dilemmas, but we're willing to distract ourselves with yours for a little bit. So if you want to email us, you can email us at you at gmail.com. And also you can uh, leave a voicemail at... Uh, 760-335-6643. Right? Yeah. And what else? Yeah. And I'll make sure you follow us on Instagram uh, because that's where all the updates happen. Okay. Well, I mean, you should follow How Married Are You on Instagram, but definitely follow Belief Mel and Mrs. Melanin on Instagram. All right. Here we go. Title of this one is very intriguing. Frustrated in a long-term relationship with an entrepreneur. Long-term relationship. All right. Let me make this bigger because I already know I'm going to have issues. Hi, Yvette. Let me just say this. Here we go. I don't feel like I'm very set up for success in this, but go ahead. I'm going to just go ahead. In this email? I haven't. In this email, in the comment sections, who I'm with. <laughs> Let's go. I'm ready. I will just say this. We have finally gotten help because, you know, we've fallen behind. So our office assistant is now helping to organize the emails and stuff and put them into episodes for us. So I honestly haven't read the email ahead of time okay for context hi yvette and glenn firstly i want to say i've been watching and supporting your family for about three years now and it has been extremely edifying and insightful in ways i don't have the time or words to express please just know that all of your hard work long nights sacrifices and challenges you are all face you all are facing in this season are seen and appreciated greatly i love you all I want to apologize in advance for how long this email is, but I felt I needed to provide context. I'm writing because I've been facing some issues in my relationship lately, and for some reason, I'm having trouble moving past it. And I can't tell if it's the enemy trying to get the best of me or if it's a sign something is wrong. A little backstory. I've been in a committed relationship with my boyfriend for almost five years now. We're young and practically grew up around each other, but we're never close until we got older and began dating the way our relationship started reminds me a lot of um what i hear you and glenn talk about going through early in your relationship i wasn't very emotionally available didn't communicate well i wasn't sexually experienced nor had i ever been in a serious relationship before i grew up in a very unaffectionate household so affection and deep close relationships and relationships were not a thing for me and made me more and made me uncomfortable my partner was laid back and relatively reserved, which was inviting to me because I'm more introverted myself. But he was also very much into the arts, music, and performing and didn't have too much to offer financially. 
especially since he was in college for four out of for four of our five years together. He was also a lot more transparent than me. <clears throat> and he put a lot, sorry, excuse me. And he put a lot of effort into making me feel comfortable with him and making me feel I could trust him and be myself. It took the first two years for me to finally let my guard down and feel 100% safe in the relationship. His patience with me along the way, as I learned to love, made me fall in love with him. He taught me how to face my childhood trauma, how to forgive others and myself, and taught me how to trust. Fast forward to the present, and I feel the tables have turned completely. I finally feel like I'm equipped to be the partner and friend to him that I struggled so long to become, but he is now the emotionally unavailable one. I feel like I've done a whole lot of healing over the years, and we've both grown tremendously and have learned to overcome a lot together. However, he recently graduated from school and what was once a long distance relationship was suddenly turned on its head since he's been home. We are er in our early 20s and both live at our parents' house to save money and want to wait until marriage to move in together. I feel like we learn we'd learned to love each other at a distance and especially for him, I think he has been struggling and feeling a lot of pressure to juggle pursuing his dreams and goals since graduating and being expected to be more present in our relationship. Now that distance isn't keeping us apart. Lately, communication has been off and inconsistent. And when I confront him about this, he claims he'd just be, he'd just, he's just too busy to pick up the phone to call me, too busy or too broke to do the little things for me anymore. I've made it clear that I don't expect him to do these things all the time, but lately I feel like I've been put on the back burner. I express my feelings and he always counters with, I'm busy, I'm working, you can reach out to me sometimes too which I always do to the point where I feel like I'm annoying and a bother. And because, because if I'm not the one initiating the dates and trip and the trips and the game and movie nights, phone calls or texts, etc., they just don't happen. When we talk, sometimes he's so short spoken and dry as if he can't put, put think about all the more productive things he could be spending his time doing rather than, Oh, maybe he can't stop thinking about all the more productive things he could do, could be spending his time doing rather than spending time with me. He doesn't open up and about his feelings about anything hardly and is either very aloof or very stern about getting things done. I understand that he has things to do and I truly do want to see him pursue his goals. He mentions all the time he wants to be able to build something of his own and provide for us and our future family. He wants to be able to afford a wedding and a nice place for us to stay, etc. I get that. I just hate how neglected I feel in the meantime. He's not just my partner, but my best friend. And I feel like I'm losing both. To make it worse, five of my closest friends have relocated and or have had significant lifestyle changes that have put a little distance between us and he is the only friend I have in my proximity. I've never been the type to require much attention and as I mentioned earlier, I'm more introverted, but I don't think it's overkill to see each other at least twice a week or at least calling each other. It sucks that all I apparently deserve is a few texts here and there a lot of the time. Until earlier this year, he always went the extra mile. When he was in college, he drove three hours whenever he could to see me. He made plans for us. And even when he was super broke, he found a way for us to have fun together. This is the kind of guy he showed me he was and the guy I fell in love with. Is that selfish or unreasonable that I wish he were still that patient, attentive, romantic version of himself he's shown himself to be? I told him this one day and he responded with, you, with, with quote, you just need to let me work, end quote. And that is how things have, be, have been for 
now in order and that is how things have to be for now in order for him to be able to provide for us pay for a wedding and a home etc i get that i do i'm happy about that but i think he can take that to an extreme sometimes and doesn't realize that as a woman i have emotional needs and i don't feel like my love language is taken into account i guess what i'm trying to ask here is how do you survive being in a relationship with an entrepreneur all his time goes to work per his words which I can see most of the time. But I also don't think it's too much to ask for him to take the initiative to call me in the morning or before bed just to talk for five minutes when he we haven't spoken in a day or two the way I do. Is it normal to experience this? Should I just get over it, get off his back and allow him the time and space to work on himself and his business and focus on my career? Even if that means we put our relationship communication and maintaining the chemistry on the back burner. Burner. Or is this a sign that he's probably not as interested or invested as he once was in a relationship for whatever reason? I always hear women and see memes on social media that talk about if a man really values you, he will always make time for you no matter what. Or a man who... I think a woman, I think a woman wrote that. Or a simp. But go ahead. Those memes irritate me. Go ahead. Or a man who really loves you wouldn't go a day or more without talking to you. I question if this applies to our situation. I really don't want to be overbearing. I feel like after five years, I've gotten to know him very deeply and I know he loves me and values what we have. But I can't help but wonder if his feelings for me have changed lately or if this is just a growing pain we're facing in this season. Glenn, when you were building belief in fatherhood, did your relationship suffer or did you somehow always find a way to balance Yvette family and business because they were both a need because they were both a priority to you do you think he might feel burned out after i'm sorry having spent a spent years pouring into me and us and now needs time to focus on himself yvette have you felt this way the way i do before how did you find ways to penetrate the entrepreneurial tunnel vision and how did you support him despite feeling left out I hate feeling lonely in a relationship, and it's been like this for almost a year. Any advice would be appreciated. Thank you, and at best, love and best wishes. Go ahead. I feel like <clears throat> I don't, I have to know how you relate to this in order to answer this. Ooh. What, what was that? <laughs> I feel like you should just re answer it however you want to answer it. I mean,. She's asking if you felt this way. Of course I felt this way. Okay. You well, know that, right? Do you know that? I mean, some of those things I feel like I've heard you say before. Mm -hmm. You know. But I don't feel like you, un I feel like you understand what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been her. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Explain how you've been hurt. I've been hurt. Because of when I was teaching? Yeah. Like you had tunnel vision. You mm -hmm. had a goal, a thing. And I was just kind of like, well, you know, if you got time, then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if I've got time for what? <sighs> I don't know. Um, I think you've been in the, these shoes re more recently. Mm -hmm. um, maybe not in the past I think since we kind of, I think before COVID, I think this was your story. You're never home. 
you work all the time. Da, 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 da. I don't think as of recently it's been this, but I don't know. But I, I would need you to speak to that. I definitely understand how you feel. Um, I don't know, like my initial response is, here's what you could do. Because I feel like for us, like, like they could at least commit to one date night a week. You know what I mean? Like they don't even have kids. They don't have the types of bills. I'm assuming you guys don't have the types of bills that you would have in like regular adulthood. Like in your dates don't necessarily have to cost all the time. But my thing is like, if you're in a relationship and he is so focused on his career, I totally understand that. But there, if, if your relationship is a priority, then I feel like there are things like you can have a regular date night that you do once a week. Um, and it doesn't have to be the same night because, you know, life happens. But at the beginning of the week, you guys can just kind of touch bases and be like, hey, how does your week look? Can we get together on whatever date and time? Um, I think it sounds like you have expressed your feelings to him. Uh-huh. I think it's very important that he knows that you are feeling like you are not a priority or even a thought. He like, knows that though. Like, I feel like he just cares about himself more right now. And so what is your thoughts? Do you think that's okay? I think he's off. Okay. I don't think he's right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think there, there has to be a moment where he can say, yo, I got to stop. You know what I'm saying? Or like, just listen for a moment. Um, I think a phone call isn't much to ask for Mm-mm. at all. You know, I think going, you know, finding routine together is is really important. Um, but I know how obsessive entrepreneurs can be in men without balance. Um, I don't know. He he makes me feel suspicious. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm gonna just be a hundred with you, I really am not a fan of like. If a man loves you, he'll make sure he spends time with you every day. Like I don't. Like that is like I don't do memes. Like I don't treat memes like news or treat memes like gospel. Like be careful with that. Um, Because that could be real corny. You know what I mean? Um, But it is like, it's kind of like, um, I don't think it's a meme. I've like literally heard ministers say it, but it's like, show me your bank statement and I can tell you, you know, what you value or whatever. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, show me how you spend your time and then you know what's important to a person. You know, those same ministers. (laughs) What? eat a lot mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like i don't think it was exclusive to other people i know i'm just saying like we got to be careful on how we like cover things and like generalize you know what i'm saying because sometimes man like if i'm like interrupting a creative stream like it's like infuriating like, and if I'm on a roll, leave me alone. You know what I mean? Now, if I'm on a two or three day roll, that's weird. But hey, check on your boy. Bring me a sandwich. Let me, you know what I'm saying? Let me know. But I, I, one, I don't think, I don't think I'm, I don't think we're talking about this guy, but I, I'm just trying to say from the entrepreneur's perspective, there is a stream of thought that like you're on a roll and you're creative and you got a groove going and anything can interrupt you and that right there can like totally knock off 
You know what I'm saying? Where you have to find out where you were, what you were doing, where where you were in the editing process and the writing process. Um, sometimes you need that solitude. Um, there have been stories of people who wrote certain things that were in months of solitude. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't think we got Aristotle here. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't think we're dealing with this type of person, but I'm just saying. I understand like maybe 15% of his absent, his absentee-ness or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. The other 85%, I don't know what you're doing. I can't really vouch for, I can't vouch for this dude. I don't know what that means. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you, I feel like you have to answer the question, how do you penetrate the tunnel vision? Because I feel like you just kind of communicated a lot. But I don't know if you're still dealing with this is what I'm, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to lie. It's, it's been rough having to like talk to someone else to get on your schedule. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it's like I lay my head down next to this man every night and I can't even like, you know what I mean? But it's come to a point where I'm like, okay, 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 okay. Like, I understand. I understand. This is just going to be something that I have to do for hopefully just a season and then eventually like I can just talk to him you know what I mean like eventually maybe because you're so scheduled now your time will be less scheduled and we can be a little bit more spontaneous and Mm. do things why are you looking like that uh I don't know you know schedule is not my strength right so like organization of time is not my strength so especially if you're coming, you know, creative editing, you know, type situation where it's like, if I don't do it, no one will. <sighs> right. I already gave you instructions. I said, if you finish. No, no, no. Don't tell them what you said. If you don't remember what mom said, then you can't have it. Oh, uh, I do. Okay, we'll leave. Love you. We're recording a podcast, buddy. So you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If you're asking if you can have it, you can't. I need you to think for yourself. Close the door. Thank you. I love that boy. (laughs) What was I saying? What were you saying? No, I just mean like. Um, do we leave that? Do I have to edit that out? No, keep that in there. Because I feel like that is right next to the Chocolate Baby story time from earlier. Okay. He didn't knock. Did you notice? He did. He didn't or did? Mm, he didn't. Oh, I didn't notice. You got to get him to knock on doors, man. That's important. That's true. Because he does just bust, bust in. in. He's like Kramer or like the Tasmanian <laughs> devil. He just comes straight in. That's what happened this morning when he brought the pizza in. It. And that's what happened this morning. But But Theo knocked earlier and it triggered me. Cause I'm like I'm not supposed to have this moment right now. But you were talking about I'm just saying like scheduling mm-hmm. and like being on a like editing and stuff like that. Like sometimes I like I can't stop, mm-hmm. and it's not because I don't want to stop. It's that I can't. Yeah, it's crazy because it for me like I always have. Well, I've heard you talk about how you don't want to do a nine to five type deal, but that's basically what your life has, like what you're doing. You're doing. <laughs> Like your schedule is eight to five. 
Mm-mm. And no, it's not. Well, it's not like so like when when I say nine to five, I'm like, all right. So for nine for eight hours, I'm going to be doing this job. Mm-hmm. Right. I may spend three hours editing. I might do an hour of music. Mm-hmm. I might do this or this or this. But like mm-hmm. it's not a nine to five. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just I finish when I'm finished. Yeah. But I do. I feel like I try to set a time to be like, this is when you have to be done. It just hasn't been working out in the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that is a lot of life being married to an entrepreneur is realizing that there's ebbs and flows and like sometimes things are going to be really cool and sometimes things are going to be really like it's going to require a lot of sacrifice from everyone involved and um I think within like I think we're I don't know I feel like Glenn has kind of already been in that acknowledgement like he's already acknowledged that and I think that for me I am finding myself in a place where I am more fully accepting of that. <laughs> um, and it is more so an inner working in me of having to, um, what is the right word? I don't want to say cope. I want to say like, I can't think of a word, but in and of myself, I just have to be grateful for what I get. Man, that sounds terrible. (laughs) It sounds horrible. It sounds terrible. It really does. I don't know how to make it sound better. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like me being on a schedule helps. Me having you hit up the assistant helps. Because then at least it's on my radar. Mm-hmm. Usually it's like, what? Did I say yes to that? Are we going to that? We're going to that? All right, I'm on my way. You know what I'm saying? And it's like a dead spot. But like the assistant's like, yo, in 30 minutes, you got to be gone. You're supposed to be on day night. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right. This this past Wednesday, I was at the house early. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, not Wednesday, whenever it was. Mm-hmm. You know, I was at the house early. Like, okay, cool. We got day night. Um, but I just, man, I don't know. I feel like you gotta, you gotta, you can't, you can't, I, my advice is that you can't look at other people's lives. If you're married to an entrepreneur, you can't look at other people's lives and think, and think like, I want that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's not who you married. You've probably married someone who is trying to, uh, create an, an established, uh, business that, not only employs you guys or like funds you guys, but also funds other people. And so that ground floor work doesn't look similar to anything else you've ever seen. Doesn't look like anything you're, you may have seen your dad do, your mom do, your teachers do, anybody in your community. It's like, nah, these people are different. And so I realized that most of the people who are akin to me, like who work in the same thing I work with, and I'm not talking about just YouTubers, but business owners, we're talking 18 hours a day. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not talking about eight hour days. We're talking 12, 15, 18 hours a day. Like, people are like, they don't stop, you know? And so, yeah, it, it's, it looks messy, but it's supposed to be messy for a, 
like a period of time, not forever. I think that what we're doing right now, you know what I'm saying? Like, we will look back at this time and be like, damn, man, yeah, that was kind of wild. That was kind of crazy. But this is like, it's like a cost. You know what I mean? Um, but also, you got to realize, too, like, this is kind of a choice. It's almost like being choosing to be married to, um, and I'm not equating entrepreneurs or uh, creatives to people in the military, but choosing to be married to someone in the military or the person you love, like, goes into the military, like, that's a different lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? And they're, you're living a different life than anybody you know. You know, and the people who understand are only going to be people who live that same lifestyle, you know. Um. I I even in that, though, I feel like entrepreneurial entrepreneurship looks different on different people and different families, like just kind of piggyback piggybacking on what you said, because or even the way that entrepreneurs put decide to share their lives and what it may look like on what we as far as we can tell looks different than you know what it actually is and so i think that um sometimes the entrepreneurial life is kind of over glorified is that the word yeah over like glorified in a way that like sometimes i'm kind of like what are we doing this for again but i understand you know that what we're the cost we're paying now is going to reap exponential benefits later and so, I don't know. I'm kind of triggered. So what? <laughs> what would you rather? What would you rather your life look like? Besides this, it's not that I would rather it look differently. Um. I think. Yeah, it's not that I'd rather it look differently necessarily. I think what I want more of is just more freedom. Like you think with entrepreneurship, you get more freedom. But in fact, I don't think there is as much freedom there as like you'd like to think. Not at this early stage that we're in, at least. Like when I say freedom, I mean like, for example, you still have to work. Like you have to put up content in order for us to be able to have income like you can't just take a week off and let's go just lollygag with the kids like let's just hang out yeah we'd have to plan that yeah it would be have to be something that's planned um but it just doesn't seem like you person like you individually have enough freedom to be spontaneous with us do you feel like you have freedom i'd feel like i have more freedom than you for sure Mm mm-hmm I mean, period, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I would, I would just say that that's the point. It's like, before you ever be- get free, you, you have to, like, live through, you have to kind of, like, sucks to say it, but you have to kind of, like, <laughs> be, like, kind of enthralled mm-hmm. and definitely... It takes so you know it takes that time of just like, yeah, I'm paying my dues. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I have not, I don't sleep, and if I do sleep, then I, I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? But like, even when I even I was sleeping, I was dreaming about the business. And when I woke up, I was out of breath because I was holding my breath. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, so it's like there comes a, a period of like, yeah, you know, in this. And I think that what's difficult is that like, it's not that I don't want to work a nine to five. It's just I'm not good at it. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not good at following people who don't know why they're doing what they're doing. So if I'm working as a in the job and they're like, yo, fill these up. And I'm like, why are we filling these up? Well, the manager told you to fill it up. That's why you're filling it up. But why? Who told him to fill it up? Like, I'm curious like that. Like, why are we doing this? Is there a better system he that works? He is Rayabo. Rayabo is he. Who? So how, why are we, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just curious. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't work well with, you know what I'm saying, that type of stuff or uh, whatever. You know what I mean? And so I found a, a position where it's like, man, like, I'm, I'm good at this. I can do this well. There's a wide open lane. I can I can do this, you know what I mean? And so mm -hmm. those are the gifts that I have and now I'm I'm working toward that. And I think that should be I think that should be celebrated. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um and so if I have to suffer for a little bit, you know, for us to get to where we need to go, I think that's fine. As far as your situation, um I don't know if this person did you sorry did you have anything to add oh you're talking about this person i thought he was about to talk about my situation i'm like oh here we go i mean no go ahead let's talk about this person <laughs> <laughs> safe space let's let's keep going we still have another podcast we have to record well i'm just saying like just just <laughs> as far as this person you know i think it is nothing for you to get five minutes in the morning Excuse and at night you know what i mean sometimes i don't know what it is about men but sometimes we make the mistake of like every time we see our partner, it reminds us of how we failed because, mm. you know, we just haven't worked hard enough. You know mm. what I mean? And um, that's kind of like how I get triggered when you're like, hey, I want to do this. or I want to do that. I'm kind of like, yo, I can't afford that. You know what I'm saying? Like I have to work to I, you know, where I can afford that. Or like when my grandfather passed away and I couldn't bring the whole family and he was expecting to see the whole family when we got to the hospital. Like I was like, F that. Like that will never happen again. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but it's like it's different when you're you can't do something because your money is telling you you can't do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I don't like to be told no. And I don't like when people tell me no. Right. So if you on my team or whatever, or if we've ever worked together and you tell me that's not not possible, I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, unless you're I'm taking your advice or whatever. But yeah, like. I don't think I don't think five minutes is much to ask for. I don't think that date night is is, is much to ask for. You might want to just ask him out loud and have him write it down for you, the plan. And so that way you can know where he's going and where it leads up to. What's your? What are you smirking for? It's really good advice, babe. What? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've said too. You've yeah. said it, yeah, and I've given you the plan before. Yeah, but we like write it down in a formal way because Glenn always grabs some kind of napkin or something and writes it down. But I like we we. Where's have... the napkin? <laughs> exactly. You should have kept it. <laughs> Um, Glenn and I actually have made plans to get away for a weekend and do just that. Like focus on writing down where we're going, where we are, and all the things. He doesn't know that we made plans to do that, but I it's made it with the his assistant. It's on the schedule. The assistant knows. 
and I will be there. I feel like that's going to help me personally. Like, I don't know what kind of woman you are, but for me, um, I just always need something to refer back to. Like, I always need to be like, even like, like, I don't mean to like over spiritualize it or whatever, but even like when I feel out of sync with the Lord and like what he's telling me, I am grateful for the word of God because I can always go back, highlight, script, like circle, underline, refer back to notes that I've already taken, allow new revelations to happen from reading it. And I feel like for Glenn and I, at least just in the past few weeks, what we've been dealing with, I think that that's what I need for us. Not that it's a Bible, but it's basically like, you know, a roadmap of some sort that kind of helps me understand, okay, this is where we are. This is where we're headed. And these are the things that are important to us and our values and all the things. And so, yeah, yeah, um, I definitely, I think what you guys just need is communication schedule and kind of an outlook of where you're going and what your goals are for the relationship. And he might just need to know that he got to stop. Yeah. Just chill out. Take a week off, man. Glenn tried to rest y'all. Uh, How'd tried. that go, babe? It was terrible. Yeah. It was, I, I didn't know what to do. I was bored. I just slept and then I got like a sleep hangover where you sleep too long and you feel sick. I had a headache. Yeah. It was gross. Poor guy. All right. This is a patron. So we have to um, respond to it in this episode. I know that we have already extended ourselves in time, but I'm sure y'all are loving it. Hopefully. Hello, Yvette and Glenn. My name is Link. Yes. And I'm a patron supporter and love you both. I She left us some voicemails, but she doesn't want us to play the voicemails. So we're just going to read her email. Um, she said, all of this is still really fresh. So here the story goes. I have been, I have to give some backstory because it helps with understanding me as a person. I have been sexually assaulted multiple times. Also, my father and I were super close when I was young, but our relationship became strained because I never felt I was important, was as important as my five other half siblings. I've been in therapy trying to deal with the resulting depression and trauma and realize I have a fear of people walking out of my life. And as a result of that, I never let my needs be known, not even in friendships, because I don't want people to leave. So in September of 2019, I met a man. We had been friends on Instagram for a while because of mutual friends. We had spoken briefly before, but this time I made a comment on one of his story posts and he asked me out. I was very honest with him from the beginning about my struggles because I wanted to create an open space for communication. This was my first adult relationship after many failed attempts. I had not been in one since 2012. I am 29, by the way. Things were beautiful in the beginning. He was the first man who didn't make an argument out of when I was out of when I brought something up and I developed this secure attachment to him. I thought we were in this for the long run because we he seemed to have the same sentiments and he would always talk about the future, like our first trips together, etc. Fast forward to March 2020 and things changed. I felt unhappy because there was no real affection and I felt ignored. I decided to have a conversation with him about it because that's thanks to therapy. I know at times I may not communicate my needs well. When I brought it up, he seemed receptive, but when I asked him what he needed from me, I got an I don't know. I kept pushing. 
I'm sorry, I kept pulling and he finally said it bothered him that I didn't dress up for him and put on makeup and smile nice when I came to see him and he was used to to women trying to impress him. I was working six days a week and wear scrubs to work and we live almost 45 minutes from each other. So I would just come to see him straight from work on Saturdays because my job was only 25 minutes away. I didn't understand his thought process, but I changed it for my relationship. Things never got much better for the things I needed, though. I thought it was because he had only been in one relationship prior and I wanted to give him space to grow. Fast forward to October of this year, my father passed away and I'm devastated. My dad told literally everyone else just how much he loved me, but never told me. I love my dad and it breaks my heart that it took him passing to fully hear his love for me. The Sunday before my dad's funeral, I was with my boyfriend and he's still being very distant. He is still he was still being very distant more than ever. I just wanted to be consoled or even hugged by him. So I started a conversation about what was going on. He decided to tell me that day that he has been unhappy for months and that he didn't want to lie to me anymore. He said he didn't see the benefit of being in a relationship, that I didn't call him enough, that I was too considerate, um, that I didn't know how to treat a man that he felt alone in the relationship he felt like i was never on time for things and he was always waiting on me and even said he never got over me not dressing up for him in the beginning he asked what i did that benefited him and i replied that i love him support him and i'm willing to put in work and grow with him he replied by saying yeah but any woman can do that i felt worthless i felt like a rug was pulled from under me i admit i couldn't have called more or come over more often, but he never told me that he wanted or what he wanted or what was bothering him and how much it was. That day was the most he had ever expressed himself in the entire year we were together. I knew I was rusty and that I would get things wrong because my first adult relationship, but I thought I created a space where we could talk and that if there was an issue, he would say so. He said he loves me, And he never meant to hurt me because I'm such a nice person, but I just don't get it. At this point, I just feel broken and I am struggling. I am barely sleeping and spend mornings crying, trying to wrap my mind around my dad passing and this relationship ending at the same time. Honestly, has me feeling like I'm going to lose it. My questions are, was this my fault? Do you think, um, do you think he just suffered in silence so long that he got past the point of repair, even though many of the things were simple fixes? Any advice and insight on the situation in general would be helpful. I feel like giving up and maybe and being loved and happy just is not in the cards for me. So any words of encouragement would help. By the way, I'm still in therapy, but not as often as I need. And also I asked him two times if there was another woman and he said, no, thanks. Yeah. It's not your fault. Right? No. No, I don't need him to verify that for me. It's not your fault. It's definitely not your fault. I've been that guy. Very spoiled and like immature. Mm. And like not knowing how to address things. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think he's just stupid. I mean, and it's okay to be stupid. I'm not saying that against him. I'm just saying sometimes we just be stupid, you know? Mm-hmm. Um obviously he wants you to read his mind he wants you to like try really really hard you know um to keep him i think some men just realize that they're more 
women out there and they just you know what i'm saying like instead of treating the one you have you just are gonna kind of like wait until she screws up and not forgive her because you know there are more options Hmm. i don't know what do you think about that though like the things that he said to her that were issues for him do seem like things that could have been worked on and addressed but do you feel like sometimes people are uncomfortable expressing those things because they feel like a nag I think that could be it. And do you think that fear of nagship, fear of nagging? Naggery. <laughs> Naggerdom. Fear of that um, is impacting relationships in a way that is like like a termite. Well, I, I don't know if that's a nagging. I think it's kind of like obvious. What do you mean obvious? Like, like he's like. Some of the things he said. Go uh, ahead. So I'm thinking like this. Mm-hmm. This is no shot to anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, you gonna come over here and not wash? <laughs> you just gonna come straight from work? It's a long day at work. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just come over trying to. You know what I'm saying? Like, take a bath before you come see me. But that is like he could have said that and <laughs> just said it. But the fact that she didn't pay attention to it, it might have irritated him. He's just kind of like, what kind of person doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't think it's like. And then wants to cuddle and do all the things. Maybe. Mm -hmm. But it's like. You've said that to me. Yeah. Go hop in the shower. (laughs) Home home girl. Go hop in the shower. Uh, I'm tired. I don't care. (laughs) Go get in the shower. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. How, how do you tell someone that they funky early in the relationship? Well, they've been together for a year. I mean, a year is not that long. A year plus COVID. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think I don't. I think his issues are like um shallow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they shallow. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, you didn't tell me to go brush my teeth several times. It it has to be every one, every single one of them. What do you want, Naya? Okay, that's fine. Eat the apples and the turkey then. Uh, anyway, yeah, like I think those are things that um, you know, that are shallow, and I feel like this guy's kind of shallow, and I feel like he's immature. Um, I think it hurts more because she just lost her father and she needs she needed a place to land. And instead of he's like, yeah, sorry about your dad, but you got to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I don't really think that she was set up for success here. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think that he really was suffering? Um, suffering. I don't. I don't know. I feel like, okay, when I say I'm suffering in silence, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that I've tried to communicate. Like, that means that I've said what I've said. Mm. You you didn't hear me. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to show you, but you're not listening. Mm -hmm. So I ain't talking no more. Mm. I ain't no point. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem like it was that. It seems like 
Man, you know, she, I, you know what he's got? What has he got, babe? I think he's, this is what I would say. I'd say he's got a best friend who's a girl that he talks about these things with. You know what I'm saying? Because then he's asking someone else like, hey, would you do this? And if you had a boyfriend, would you do this? Or a cousin or something like that to kind of like help him like get through this to make him feel like he's not crazy. Because it seems like he's been justified. Because any homie would be like, nah, dog, you tripping. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. One day I hope we get to know if your assumptions are correct. We will never find out. I know. <sighs> and I just be making them up. I don't I... even be knowing. I don't be knowing. He probably ain't got no friend. But <laughs> this dude does drive me a little suspicious. Mm-hmm. You know what you I'm saying? You said that about the last dude. But yeah. One too hard, one too soft. <laughs> But girl, be encouraged. So. We are so sorry for your loss, and we um, we're rooting for you. What happened to the guys I used to write in? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to look and hopefully. Yeah, I, I one thing I want to say to this person mm-hmm. is that like, like sometimes healing takes a long time, you know. And even though you didn't get to like that point with your dad, mm. you can still get there without him being alive you mm-hmm. know what i mean you're sorry for your loss um it seems like she has always been trying to meet the other needs the needs of others you know just like the young lady from the last one who called in yeah who who, who, te- who uh emailed or it's like you've made your life convenient yeah for too many people you know what i'm yeah. saying and she just wants connection mm-hmm. and she didn't get it from her dad. You know what I'm saying? Mm. She didn't get it from this guy. Unfortunately, she was abused. So she got it from somewhere else mm-hmm. where she didn't want it. And she's just missing that connection. And that sucks. And it's not fair, you know? Yeah. And I just think that, you know, you might want to try reconnecting with God and finding time to just sit yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Well, we have reached that point in our show where we ask, how I'm married, married are, are you, Glenn? Me? I'm so married. It was cold last night. It was really cold. Mm-hmm. And our duvet covers was in the washing machine. Dryer. Dryer. And... I went downstairs to get me a sackcloth and ashes blanket. Yeah. And I got you a sackcloth and ashes blanket. Shout out to sackcloth and ashes. I don't even know if you were cold. Babe, I was. And when I felt that blanket hit me, (laughs) I was like, I felt loved. Yeah. Yeah. I felt love. Thank you. Meanwhile, Uzi is nowhere to be found (laughs) under the covers. Dude, in the middle of the night last night, I turned over. And I saw something, and I was like, what is that? And butt. it took me a while to realize it was his butt. <laughs> <laughs> Just sticking up in the air. His head was like, I don't even know. <laughs> we got to get that shot out of our bed. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. How married are you? I'm so married that this weekend, on the weekend, Saturday and Sundays, it's Glenn's turn to make breakfast. And every time, I wash the dishes cleaned up after you with all the love in my heart Mm. (laughs) 
Thank you. And that's, that's just, just how married, married we are. are.